this whole process has just been such a rewarding experience and has just grown my faith tremendously because there's so many things that are completely out of my hands, like completely out of my hands that I couldn't do. And with this, most of the companies on the market were all like 2 million plus in seed funding. And I was bootstrapping it with my own cash. And so that alone was a little scary because I wasn't going to be able to get the end product like everybody else was. I had to do a ton of creative problem solving and just like, oh, how could I do this with that? You know, this, this costs less money. How can I do that? And so it was just only a prayerful thing. I mean, it was, I felt like I was in such constant talks with the Lord, like what the crap am I doing here? Like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah, I wanted to do something like this, but this is a little much, you know, like it just, it was just so crazy. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. I love a great, bold faith story, don't you? Today's episode is nothing short of that. Macy Maxson, a remarkable entrepreneur and the founder of Garnu, shares her truly inspiring story, one that embodies faith, determination, and the power of making a difference. Join Macy and me as we explore how Macy's calling led her to support anti-trafficking efforts and empower women through her business. You'll hear about the birth of Garnu, a brand with a powerful mission tied to feminine hygiene products, and discover the challenges she faced in procuring organic and chemical-free products and navigating the complexities of FDA regulations. Macy also shares her personal journey of entrepreneurship and how she's had to learn to get out of her way, embrace humility, and let God guide her path. A path that involves navigating challenges, finding faith amidst a storm, and ultimately making a meaningful impact on women's lives. So get ready for a story of resilience, faith, and the transformative power of letting go of self-doubt. By the end of this episode, you will be inspired to pursue your dreams with bold faith and a heart of grace. Are you ready? Let's dive into Macy's incredible journey. Hey, Macy, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it is so great to see you again. We met about two years ago at an event, and I was super impressed with you and your business. And I knew at that time, two years ago, that I had to have you on. But here we are now, two years later, and we are finally having this conversation. So thanks so much for being on today. No, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I know when we met, I was like, oh, we're going to have to get together sometime. And two years later, you know, better late than never, right? (laughs) Yes, for sure. And I thought we would be able to do it in person, but you have now moved to Florida. So maybe I will have to come down and visit you. (laughs) Yes, we'll have the podcast at the beach. That'd be fun. And especially in January in Minnesota, I think that would be great. Yes. Amen, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I will be down. (laughs) Well, I was really just impressed with your business because you are helping women all over the world by using their period to fight 
human trafficking globally. And so you are helping women with their periods, but also, which is something we face every month, and then also helping women through something that comes naturally, helping something that is just so devastating, like human trafficking. So I would love for you to just start off by giving us a background of who you are and then really where your company, Garnu, started. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to uh, a Bible college, actually, in Minneapolis. I went to North Central University. And so there I was one of the first couple students that was getting into their business program. And at the time, in this kind of Bible college kind of atmosphere, it was very it was a very different experience for a lot of us kids that wanted to go into business and create businesses or go into marketing or the marketplace because it was just it was just such a different thing because we were at a Bible college, right? So everybody was going for ministry and I had such a strong calling that I wanted to create businesses. Like I that was what I wanted to do, kingdom minded businesses uh, that helped people here. I mean, you spend a third of your life at work. So it should be a kind of a cool place to do that, right? And you should have some meaningful work behind it. And so a lot of things that really excited me about that. And I had such a strong call to do that. And I was kind of one of the first few kind of groups that kind of went through that program. And coming out of it, I um, actually was working in marketing for a, a nonprofit called Venture. And it's local to the Twin Cities. And they do anti-trafficking work in Nepal and in Southeast Asia. And they do a lot of different things. They do a lot with the feeding crisis. Um, there's not a lot of food in the Southeast Asia. And it's the least reached as well. It's a very unreached area for the gospel. And so I was working for them and they had this program that they were just starting and they were doing this anti-trafficking program that they'd already been doing, right? But then they also were adding this feminine hygiene training onto it. So a lot of these girls were trafficked and then they were rescued and brought into kind of a safe house to give them an education, trauma, counseling, et cetera. And a lot of the program too was talking about their bodies and kind of educating them on what their bodies do every month. And a lot of these stories from these women were just so horrific. I mean, a lot of them had forced abortions that they didn't really realize was going on because they didn't know that much about their body at the time because they were so young. I mean, a lot of these women were getting raped like 20, 50 times a day. And so just that trauma that's happening to you and just trying to compute what's going on as well. And so a lot of these girls, uh, they were talking about their periods and they were coming to Jesus talking about their periods. Something so simple, right? And so basic. I mean, how cool is that? And so when I was witnessing all these stories and, and writing about them, because I was on the marketing side of things, I'm like, okay, obviously I love what I do, but I definitely want to start a business and I want to do something. How can I help these women over here? And this is not just a Nepal issue. This is an issue across the globe as well. And in our, you know, our own country as well, human trafficking is an issue. And so that was my heart. And so I was praying one night and I'm like, all right, Lord, I had this kind of idea of like a tampon subscription company or something like something that gets delivered to your door every month because I hate going to Target or Walmart. Usually it's a day into my period because I totally forgot about it, you know, and so I'm just scrounging trying to find the tampons that I can find around the house, you know, to support my flow. And so I had this idea and I'm like, okay, how could I tie it to that? Like, how does that work? And so I was praying and I felt like the Lord told me it's your period, her freedom. And so tying the two together. So that was kind of the birth of what started Garnu. So Garnu actually means uh, rescue in Nepali. And so it's Uvadar Garnu is the full term. And that's kind of how Garnu was birthed. And so we started with menstrual cups. Um, that was our first kind of thing. And then we launched into organic tampons in about the time I met you, um, the spring of 2022. 
So then we launched with those and it's been a whirlwind ever since. And we, we do subscriptions um, and we also do one-time purchases, but everything is hundred percent organic cotton. We don't put crap in your body. So we're trying to help women here um, feel empowered by that time of the month. And quite honestly, no matter where you're at, your period kind of brings different emotions, right? So like you're first getting it, it's a little embarrassing, right? When you're kind of a young girl or you don't understand what's going on and that hasn't helped with culture either. Or you're really relieved that you got your period because you were hoping that you didn't get pregnant that month. Or, you know, there's a there's a moment of sorrow because you wanted to get pregnant. You know, so there's there's a lot of different emotions that come with your cycle. And what we wanted to do is provide a consistent experience for women that was a fun one. And so we we try to make periods fun. We joke we're making periods great again. Um, is our kind of joke. Uh, but we just, we're trying to make it a fun experience and make you feel better, obviously, with better products, but also just a better tone with your period. And you do that. Your Instagram account is hilarious. And just as a marketer, I look at it and I'm like, you guys are genius. Like it's so just, it gets you the different memes that you have. You're so on trend with things and, and it's really relatable with what you experience through the different phases of your cycle and but you make it relatable in a way that it isn't embarrassing and you you want to talk about it and you make it fun so you're doing a great job at that you're really achieving what you're we're setting out to do so thank you I applaud you for that thank you we're trying we're trying to make it fun I love puns so the more puns that we can use the better it's just it's a fun thing and we're just trying to make it a fun thing I mean a lot of tampon brands they've been like the color blue and not like more of a hospital blue, not a fun blue. And so we're trying to make things a little different and have a different experience and make it girly and feminine. I mean, it makes a woman a woman, right? It's having a period sometimes. So <laughs> so we're trying to play on that. Yeah. Amen. So cool. So cool. Okay. So I'm really interested. I'm assuming, and I could be wrong here, that you didn't know much about feminine hygiene products when you were getting this idea for the business, how do you even start to procure your actual product and source it and, and find it and get that organic, no chemical, all of that, like all those ideas that you have in your head, how did you go out and seek that out? It was a tough one because what you see, so when you go into Target, when you go into Walmart, you know, wherever you go to get your feminine products, what you see in the aisle is pretty much it. So the, like those are the only companies in the space. And so I was just doing a ton of research. I mean, I would go into Target the aisles on Friday nights and just look at all the boxes and see where everything was made. And eventually, as I started to get a little bit more like hearsed in that market, I started to understand, oh, they use such and such supplier. Oh, okay. You know, and I started kind of seeing the different products and then the products that I liked. Oh, who are those manufacturers? Like, who can I talk to to create a product for me? And so that was a process. Um, it was super hard, super difficult because they're not listed anywhere. You know, you're not going to find a list of here's all the tampon suppliers in the world. You know, that's a hard one to do. There might be now, which would be great. Um, but when I was looking, there wasn't. And so that was probably the bulk of my time when I was first starting Garnier was trying to find manufacturers and trying to find, okay, I don't know what an MLQ stands for, which is a minimum order quantity. You know, I don't understand these terms. And so as I'm emailing these people, I'm also Googling it at the same time. And I'm reading a book of manufacturing for dummies, you know, trying to figure all this stuff out because I have no idea. My background is digital marketing. Manufacturing has nothing to do with that. So it's such a new experience. And then FDA. So all of the tampons are regulated by the FDA. 
So you also have to go through FDA's website, which is not up to date. Um, it is very dated. Some people even question how much they actually do. Um, and looking at their website, it's really hard to figure that out too. So it's just, it was just constant things and constant hurdles, but the Lord was through it. And I felt like my faith has grown tremendously through this process because he's walked me through it. I had one guy um, who was an FDA expert and he was talking to me. He's like, so is your background in manufacturing and devices? And I'm like, no. And he's like, really? Because you know more about the FDA website than most people do. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like I was so excited because I'm like, all right, okay. Like this isn't you know, although I don't know what I'm doing, I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm somewhat succeeding if he's saying that to me, right? So it was such a process figuring that out. And then once we finally got the products to market, then it became the fun part because, you know, you're a marketer, you understand it's way more fun to do marketing than it is to do the manufacturing. But process was really difficult trying to find like the right organic products, which ones worked, um, which ones didn't work, um, and which ones we ultimately wanted to create as the Garnier tampon. Wow. Incredible. And I've been a part of an FDA process before with a a previous company. And man, the fact that you went out to just tackle that is unbelievable. There are a lot of hoops, things to jump through, a lot of gibberish that you do have to continue to Google. And I think when I heard you talking, I just was tenacity. You have to have that tenacity and that determination and that resilience to just keep going and, and breaking through and, and, you knew nothing about tampons. I mean, to not know anything about the products themselves, like other than being a user growing up, but like, you know, not the actual components that go into it, then the manufacturing, then the FDA process, like that is just a testimony of what God will do through your obedience of just saying, okay, hey, Lord, like use me. I will take the time and effort and resources and really get in here if you will help just make those connecting dots. So I would love to hear some of that testimony of really those open doors that the Lord has given you or just those God moments where you're like, whoa, that was not me. That was totally God. There's so many. I mean, as I said before, I mean, this whole process has just been such a rewarding experience and has just grown my faith tremendously because there's so many things that are completely out of my hands, like completely out of my hands that I couldn't do. And with this, most of the companies on the market were all like 2 million plus in seed funding. And I was bootstrapping it with my own cash. And so that alone was a little scary because I wasn't going to be able to get the end product like everybody else was. I had to do a ton of creative problem solving and just like, oh, how could I do this with that? You know, this, this costs less money. How can I do that? And so it was just really a prayerful thing. I mean, it was, I felt like I was in such constant and still in constant talks with the Lord. Like, what the crap am I doing here? Like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah, I wanted to do something like this, but this is a little much, you know, like it just, it was just so crazy. Um, and I remember one time, so as I was first getting started, so I had gotten, um, I gotten a business loan, which I was really excited about. Um, and it was enough for me to order my first, you know, my first giant order. And once I got it, all of a sudden my manufacturer went kind of dark on me. I'm like, what? I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to purchase, you know, and I had some dates in mind when I wanted to launch and, and I knew the timelines of everything. And And I was like, okay, well, what's going on here? And so turned out something happened with another company. And so they had changed it around to create me an even better product for me. And I was so excited. But then we got that going. And I'm like, all right, we're ready to go. Then all of a sudden, they asked me, there's all this FDA stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 
how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to do this? I have no idea about the FDA. You know, what are we going to do here? And so I was constantly trying to find people. And I asked all of my people to pray for me because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I really didn't know anything. And it was a giant cost. It was going to be more than my loan, more than like, it was just going to be such a huge cost to go through some of this FDA stuff. I'm like, Lord, help me find a way. Like, is there a way to get through this that isn't going to cost me so much money that I don't have? And so we found a way and the Lord provided literally the next day after I told all my people to start praying. And I'm like, wow, the Lord is good. And it's just constant like things like that, that were just so above. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. It was above my knowledge. And like the Lord knows, right? And so finding you and directing you to those different places and and constant with manufacturers and all these different things. And it just has been such a blessing. And it's been it's been a hard road, right? But I think holding close to the Lord during this time has just been the only way that this whole thing is possible. The only way. Yeah, that's amazing. Just un- unbelievable. Really, if you trust him, he will... He'll bring it. He'll show up and he'll bring it. I do love right before we started recording, you asked me, we were talking about our businesses, just one-to-one. And you asked me, do you still like it? I've never been asked that question before. And so immediately I was like, she gets it. She gets it. Like she's had this hard road, but she's still fully in it and on fire for the Lord and like where he's taking her, but she's hit battles and she's been in a battleground and understands like, okay, it's not just like, Hey, we're, we're getting this business. It's all fun. It's like, okay, no, you really have to dig in and you have to dive in deep. God keeps building you and building your strength. And then you can take on more and more and more where the FDA thing, you know, would be like nothing to you now, you know, you'll hit another battle and you'll be like, no, I got this. I, I conquered the FDA, you know? And so he keeps like stretching you. So yeah, I just, this beautiful journey of entrepreneurship is so fun, but very wearing sometimes too. I would love to know, because I end up where the weariness comes is usually for me, like I get in the way, I create the roadblocks. What are things that you have done that maybe are like a, hey, do not do what I did kind of thing? Um, It could be like mindset or actual tangible things that you've done. But what are some things that you're just like, man, if I would have just like trusted God or gotten myself out of the way, it would have been so different. So many, so many. It's such a humbling experience because, you know, you set out, you're like, oh, I'm going to be this this CEO of this company, you know, and you kind of have these lofty, very selfish, right? Kind of ideals, right? And I've always wanted to do this, but I knew it was going to be hard work. And I knew there was going to be a lot of weight put on me, like figuratively and physical sometimes too. Um, (laughs) And just, you know, from the stress of everything and it's, it can be a little much, but there was a moment when I first had started. So this was like a couple months after I had launched and I was kind of waiting on this big event that I was going to. um, And I knew it was going to do really well, or I was going to flop. It was almost like a Hail Mary kind of thing. I was like, all right, we'll give it a shot. It's costing a lot of money, but we're going to give it give it our best, right? And so in that moment, like I was feeling so crummy about myself. Like my self-esteem was so low. I was getting a ton of backlash on social media for things that I said and different things and it was just it was just so low and like I didn't feel my best and I wanted to be the best version of myself because I'm representing my company. I don't want people to look at it like, oh, there's that slob that runs that tampon company. You know, like that's not what I wanted to project onto people. And this is my first outing 
to kind of share what Garnu is. And I was really getting down on myself and I was really getting discouraged. And I can't tell you how many outfits I bought. I spent so much money trying to find like the perfect outfits and everything. And I remember the Lord saying, I know what you look like. Why are you putting so much emphasis on what you look like? Because I can use you no matter what you look like, but I know what you look like. And so at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, he knows. Does he know? Does he really know? Obviously, God created me, right? But at the same time, I'm just so concerned about my appearance, my selfish appearance going into this. And after that, I'm like, all right, you know what? That's fine. I'm taking hands off. I'm going to look the best that I can, but I'm not going to be so selfish about it. And sure enough, like the Lord used that event and it was such an incredible thing. I had to totally get out of my way because it wasn't about me. It really wasn't about me. It was about the product that, you know, the Lord had given me the idea to create, right, in this business, but it wasn't about me. And I think that was the hardest thing, just trying to get over that and get over myself because who cares? The people that work with me, they don't care what I look like, you know? Um, And so, and I think for women, that's always a really hard thing because I think the Lord can use you um, in so many different ways. You just got to be willing to kind of get over yourself to do it. I think that's the hardest pill to swallow as an entrepreneur is getting out of the way and like quit thinking about yourself. That That is my roadblock. 95% of the time is just, I need to humble myself. I need to stop thinking about my selfish needs. It's not about me. It's about you. It's not always about the revenue. We need revenue to build the business. But in your case, it's about the women who are, you know, being impacted for, you know, human trafficking survivors and like how to help them, you know, like your period, their freedom. So it's about freedom, really. That's like your why, your bottom line. You need money to run the business. And and for me, you know, it's not about me getting out there and being able to do what I believe the Lord created me to do because that puts a focus on like me. It's me getting out there to do what I was created to do for God's glory to help exactly. women. It doesn't end with me. It ends with him and the women that I impact and we need to get out of our way. And so that's been for me the toughest pill to swallow. And it's a continual learning process. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a continual learning. I mean, we're human beings, right? We're not we're not perfect. Obviously, we're trying to be like Jesus, but at the same shake, I mean, we're human. And so we can get in these mindsets and society and culture. And I mean, you even see like the videos of, oh, I'm a I'm a CEO of a six-figure company, you know, and like all these these videos of like, oh, you could be like me. And you, you can kind of get in these like, oh, I need to start looking like that. Oh, I could totally do that too. But in reality, you're sitting behind, you're like, huh, they must be hiding something or they must be making like inspiring content because that's just not how I feel. You know, I'm wearing pajamas most of the day, just trying to get it together. Like they just didn't like, this isn't, this isn't it. So I think there's just so many things you just got to get out of your own way and let the Lord take over. Ultimately, that's life. The sooner you learn that, I think the better um, and the more rewarding and fulfilling your life is going to be too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to switch gears here. You have been in the limelight, really, Garnu has because of a stance that you've taken with um, women and just femininity and how God created us specifically for our periods and menstruating. And you've gotten like backlash for it, and then you've gotten a lot of praise for it. And so you've been in this, I'm sure, and I don't know how many years years you've been doing this, but when you set out, I'm assuming you weren't thinking, wow, I'm going to be making waves by really taking a stance on something that is a very hot political topic. And now you are in the midst of this. How has that experience been for you? How have you navigated that craziness along with growing this business? 
It has been a little nuts. I mean, when we first came out, our whole thing was just like the human trafficking, right? And like empowering women with organic products and, you know, and still making it fun and feminine, right? But then it kind of came to a point where there's a lot of brands that were using the verbiage of all people menstruate or all people can get pregnant or have babies. And so they were kind of excluding women altogether out of that language. And a lot of brands were starting to go a little bit more genderless in their products, you know, genderless period care, et cetera. And so for me, I was so baffled by this because what? It's a period, you know, like educate me. But I know that that's even if you do transition, like that's something that you can't do. You know, it's just you can't do. You can try to mimic it, but it's still not the same process, right, as a biological woman. And we saw this and a lot of women were getting really frustrated with all of these other companies. And that was something that I didn't want to participate in. So I just, we decided to make it cute and fun and kind of a wink, you know, like it's a girls only club. And so that was our wink at it. Um, But people knew what we meant. We decided to kind of capitalize in the market, but we also knew like, okay, well, only 50% of women feel this way. We still have a really good product, you know, that's still a really good market. And so on a business level, we're like, it totally makes sense. And like ethically too, in like how our values are like, we just, we're like, this is a no brainer. We're just going to do it and we'll take some backlash, I'm sure, but we're, we're going to go for it. And so we did get a little backlash. We lost a couple customers, but to be honest, we gained thousands because of it. I would do it again in a heartbeat, but we definitely got a ton of backlash and a lot of personal attacks that just felt so empty. Um, and so, and as I told you, like my self-esteem was just tanking. Cause I'm just like, people are saying all this crap about me to my face and also online, you know? And so I don't even know what these people look like. I can't have a conversation with them because if they knew me, they knew I wasn't trying to do this maliciously, right? And so very tough, but we got a ton of publicity for it, which was great for us. Also bad too, because we got a, we got a ton of backlash, but you know, any publicity is good publicity. Isn't that what the Kardashians say or something? We just decided to go for it and just, you know, make it a thing. And so what we noticed though through that is it wasn't just maybe a conservative issue or a right side issue. It was actually a left leaning issue as well. It's just so funny because I feel like we're uniting women over this one topic and it's, you know, it's gender identity because I mean, what makes a woman right is like, you have the ability to have a period, like your period also like has the opportunity to make life. Once you have that, like during ovulation, everything, you have the opportunity to make life. Like that's what your body is meant to do. And so all these really cool things that define what a woman is and how can we take that away? And so I think like the devil really is trying to confuse people and confuse women of what their true identity is and who God created them to be. And that's something that we're trying to combat and just play into it. Like, no, this is how the Lord created you. You're a woman, darn it. You know, like, like that's what we're trying to do. And so it's been really, really rewarding things, seeing a lot of different cultures and a lot of different religions and different things coming together over this issue too, which has been really, really cool and exciting. Wow. I applaud you for your boldness. I really do. It takes a lot. And I think God's probably building you up, making you stronger through this whole process. How do you emotionally handle those things now? Are there certain things that you just like say to yourself now or talk through to get your mind off of that focus of what people are saying about you? Yeah. I mean, what I now know is that I just need to trust in the Lord. And so, and I have to constantly repeat like the things that he does say about me. 
you know, with what his word says. And that seems to get me in there. Like, it's just, okay. All right. I'm good. I'm good. You know, just constantly like taking a moment and just reminding myself of that and how, how he made me, you know, and he designed me for this reason and for this time and this hour. And so, and I just need to walk in that and walk in the confidence that God has given me. And I just need to not think about all the other stuff that creeps into your brain too. Have that focus, that focus, stay in your lane, have that focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even just being reminded of like God's goodness. Yeah. And like the word being like plugged in, having that constant communication with the Lord too. I mean, it's, it's a struggle, right? And you need people around you to build you up as well. But I think it's just so important. And it's like, it's a craving. Like I crave that time with the Lord and even with those godly friends as well. And so I think it's, it's a crucial thing. When you were reaching out to those people that one day or, or now just any day, do you have a specific tribe of individuals that you reach out to that are like your prayer warriors or how do you navigate that to make sure that you can really keep blazing through that path that God wants for you? Yeah, no, I have a different, a lot of different people. Um, my family has been such a rock through this whole process and they're constantly praying for me. And I have a lot of different individuals, a lot of other business women too, that are, have gone before me, you know, and have a lot more experience than I do and who can see some of these things and, um, and on a spiritual level as well, a lot of the spiritual warfare that you see, um, and you feel constant. And so they've been so helpful in that. And I have some friends as well, some really close friends and when something's going on, I'm like, you know what, here's the people in my life. I'm just going to send it out to them. And, and then they want updates, you know, cause we just keep trugging along. Right. But they want updates and they've just been so great. I honestly couldn't have done any of this, you know, without the Lord, but also without, you know, without them, you know, around you being that tribe. Right. Yeah. What a blessing community is. God's given mm-hmm. us such a blessing in that. Thank you so much, Macy, for being on. I appreciate you and you sharing your story and man, girl, you are you're making waves here. You really, really are amazing that you have trudged forward to create a product that you knew nothing really about. And now you're making waves politically, whether you like it or not, yeah. you're standing firm in that. And so, yeah, just a blessing to have you on as a bold woman of faith. I appreciate that. I want to give you the opportunity to tell the listeners where they can connect with Garnu and you, and then also purchase the products, maybe um, give an explanation of like how they can do that. Yeah, for sure. So you can go to garnu.com. So it's G-A-R-N-U-U.com. We have organic tampons. They're applicator tampons right now. So we have regulars and supers. We also have menstrual cups. And then we're coming out with pads soon. They actually might already be live when this episode airs, but those are coming. So we're going to have overnights. We're going to have regulars and we're going to have panty liners as well. So those are coming out. They're some of the cleanest on the market. So I'm really excited about that. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's super fun. We make some fun meme content. Some of it's a little edgy. Some of it's not. Eh, We give it a shot, right? (laughs) But you can follow us at Garnu and then use the code faithandgather because that will get you 10% off. So just use that code at checkout. If you subscribe, it'll get you off your first payment. And yeah, it's exciting. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Just... So appreciate you. One more question for you before we go. I want to know what brought you joy today. Oh, what brought me joy? Well, if I can be very honest with you, first it was my cup of coffee that really brought me a ton of joy. (laughs) But then even just like talking to you and seeing kind of how you are doing and and just reconnecting um, after two years or a year and a half, however long ago that was, it was just such a, such a joyful time. So I really thank you for that. It's been really exciting. 
Thank you. Yeah. It's a joy in my day as well. Well, Macy, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you, appreciate all that you do. And I will just continue to support you. And I'm going to have to get my subscription to Garnu. Actually, I'm putting a little request in here. I know it doesn't go along with the subscription model, but TMI women here, I am one of the underwear wearers, period underwear wearers. So if that's another product that you could put on your maybe eventual line, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would love that. We're working on so many. So thank you. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So good to have you on. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What an incredible journey. Macy's story is a testament to the boundless possibilities when faith and determination align. I hope you're inspired to embrace your calling and make a difference in the world, just as Macy has. In those moments of stepping out in faith and overcoming self-doubt, we truly discover our purpose. Macy's journey reminds us that even in the face of challenges, we can make a lasting impact and be a beacon of hope for others. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.